In a world where magic is everywhere, monsters are real, and inhibitions are non-existent, Atlantis is the most coveted destination, and pirates make all the rules. That's right. The Dangerous Tides Kickstarter is live. We're bringing you six brand new books from authors like Katie Robert and C.M. Nascosta. These ultra-spicy fantasy books feature sirens, kidnappings, aliens, disguises, monsters, sex magic, second chances, and so much more that can't be mentioned in polite company. They combine otherworldly adventure with sweeping romance in a way that will keep your heart racing from start to finish. By backing the Kickstarter, you can read these books this month. Of course, we've also got foiled special editions with sprayed edges in hardback and paperback, gorgeous art, and swag, which you'll have in your hands this fall. The Kickstarter will be over in the blink of an eye, so don't miss it. This is the only place you can get these special editions and swag, not to mention getting the ebooks five months earlier than they're available to anyone else. This is your invitation to unlock the secrets of Atlantis. So click the link in the show notes and enter at your own risk. Welcome to Bonkers Romance, the podcast that celebrates romance authors who go there. I'm Jenny Nordback, and we have such a fun episode for you this week that we're going to dive into in just a second. But first, I want to make sure that everybody knows we are going to be taking a break from releasing new episodes for the next two weeks. So depending on when you're listening to this, we will be back the week of June 16th. And in the meantime, Melody is moving and we have some really big stuff in the works. So we will be close to revealing some of that by the time we come back. But today we are joined by Kimberly Lemming to recap Robot Daddy by Alyssa Hart. I did it. I pushed the button. <laughs> nice. I am an excited. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You should be, <laughs> ma'am. You really, really should be. Kimberly Lemming is here, first of all. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited for this. And Kim has brought us a treat that I found to be unexpected. <laughs> I love episodes like this where I have no fucking idea what's coming. Yeah. It could be anything. Yeah. It's a nice, it's a nice seat to be in. I'll give you that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. You know, so, Kim. What do you consider to be bonkers? What hits your bonkers buttons? See, that's a tough one because I'll read pretty much anything under the sun with aliens and monsters and all that nonsense. So I think for me, bonkers is something that makes me go, well, why the fuck not? Like Mm. at any Mm. point, something so ridiculous is happening happening, and then they just double onto it. Just like, Mm. why the fuck not? This is what we're doing now. You can kiss my ass. It's just what's happening. Deal with it. Yeah, (laughs) I I love that. that stuff. I like that a lot. 
Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I feel like I want to get my hands on you for, like, an interview, and I'm going to have to stop myself here because I am obsessed with what you have done in terms of, like, carving out your own space in fantasy and being like, why are these the rules? Like, Mm -hmm. it's a fucking made-up place. Why can't I have indoor plumbing? Or, like... Why can't it be funny? Or why does it have to take itself so seriously purely because it's fantasy? And it people are clearly responding to it because we're obsessed with you. Hell yeah. So it <laughs> Hell yeah. It, like oh. that to me is bonkers. That like you've just thrown the rule book out the window and been brave enough to be like, I'm gonna have fucking plumbing. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. In my defense, I started writing my first book, Drunk Demon, after I just rage quitted my job and didn't think anyone was going to read it. <laughs> so I just did whatever I wanted. I was blasted for most of it. And then yes. people did read it. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton, please don't sue me for putting in that quote. I'm just obsessed with your musical. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really inspiring, honestly. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But no, it's just been wild from there. I've met people from all over the world. I went to the Rip Bodice and met all these amazing authors. And I'm like, wait a minute. How is this even happening? (laughs) But I think there is this like magical, pure joy in books like that Mm -hmm. where you haven't written it like for a specific market or with sales in mind or you just like go balls to the wall writing whatever the hell it is that you want to write. Yeah. That like comes out in this pure joyful form. Your dad will do was like that for Katie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where it was just like, you just go at it and like don't pull your punches and you don't give a shit. And then this thing that comes out, it's like that comes out in the writing somehow. Mm-hmm. And then I think the challenge then is like, once people do respond to it, how do you replicate that deliberately? Like when you're trying to do it how do you make it come out again that's very fair and i'm saying that knowing that your second book is finished so i'm not like <laughs> <laughs> well it did drop today and people seem to be enjoying the bonkers that i put into that one so hopefully i can just keep this train rolling because i got way more plenty of ideas rolling around in my oh head. yeah you've got yeah you've got so many more stories in that beautiful <laughs> <Go> brain hard <laughs> What do we have today? Oh, you better get stoked. Kimberly Lemming, the one and only, did bring us Robot Daddy by, uh-oh, <gasps> by who, Kim? <sighs> it's uh, Alyssa Hart. Alyssa Hart. And this was actually brought to me by my friend Kieran, who I, <gasps> yeah, you know Kieran. Yeah. So <laughs> Kieran does a good way, wreck. <laughs> Kieran, your name is on the podcast. I adore you. <laughs> I said it. But yeah, I texted my group chat and just like, hey, I need a bonkers romance. I haven't read anything lately. And she's like, boy, do I have a book for you. <laughs> she came out of herself like, here it is. This is the one. Yes. She was correct. She was so right. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do that in just a minute. But first, you got to get yourself some bonkers romance updates. Awesome. Oh, hey, it's temple update time. This month, we're back on our bullshit with Katie regaling us with more fertile in my ex-boyfriend's dungeon. And I can neither confirm nor deny that we discover an actual hard limit for Katie. Hannah Witten is also going to stop by to give us all of her best spooky season wrecks. In book club news, everyone in the Joybringer tier and Celebrant tier can download their ebook copies of My Wicked Prince by Molly O'Keefe 
and the entire audiobook collection of Court of the Vampire Queen by the one and only Katie Robert. Finally, Joybringers and Celebrants can check out all the digital art we've created for the temple. It's all on one convenient page waiting for you. If you want to get in on any of this goodness, head to bonkersromance.com temple and sign up. All right, back to the show. Okay, now we're back. Okay. Can I, let me just, I just need to give you a snippet of my day, my bonkers day. Um, I did close on a house today. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, I had my child all day. I had a few meetings that I had to like go in and out of. Um, And I also had to read almost a whole book today. And so Mm -hmm. boy, did my three-year-old get some extra TV and she <laughs> she's obsessed with best day oh, ever. best day ever for everybody frankly she's obsessed with daniel tiger lately and one of so is zelda oh yeah real oh my god she like ember was not a kid who like like was educated at all by the songs he was just like it's a song fuck off i'm fine <laughs> You know, but Valor like really internalizes it, and she's like, yeah. "Oh my god!" She comes out with them. Oh, oh, yeah. She like randomly like repeat it back in the appropriate moment, and I'm like, "Thank you, Daniel Tiger." I know, <laughs> I know. So one of those things, one of the episodes she was watching today was about a storm and like how you stay safe, and there was a whole song about it, about you know taking a grown up's hand. But because of all the things I was trying to do in my life at the same time. There has been a, an earworm stuck in my head, and it is, take the robot's hand, follow the plan, and you'll be safe. <laughs> that is too on the nose for this book. It's like, it won't leave. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, it was fine, because then we actually did have a storm today, and she didn't want to go to sleep. And I went in there, and I was like, take the grown-up's hand, follow the plan, and we'll be safe. Also, the plan is sleeping. Good night. <laughs> and then she did. It was amazing. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Daniel Tiger is like fucking witchcraft for some for kids. For some kids, yeah. Like even she turned it on me the other day. Like I was really frustrated about something. And she turns around and she's like, when something seems bad, turn it around. No. Find something good. And I was like, God damn fuck. Thank you. The wisdom. Okay. All right. So listen. Book. We have Give me the book. a heroine. She is in a weird predicament, and it never really comes back, which I actually liked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's a thing that's dropped, and it was completely <clears throat> appropriate to drop it. So, what's her name? Can, her name remember? is Stella. The only reason I remember that is because it's the robot because... drops to his knees and oh. says, Stella, anytime she doesn't pay attention. It's great. Okay, so she needs a date to her sister's engagement party and then very soon after wedding. Yes. And she has just found out that her sister is, in fact, marrying her ex of five years after, mm-hmm. like, being the rebound for about six months, right? Yeah. 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 That's awkward. Oh, it's weird. It's weird sauce. Okay. And she's feeling it like down to her bones. She's like, cause, you know, yeah. in like a in like a panic moment, she was like, no, it's totally fine. I'm not going to have any problem. I have a great boyfriend. Great boyfriend over here. It's awesome. And then the family wants her to bring him. So she's like, 
fuck? I don't know what to do. She calls her best friend and like work husband in her robotics lab. And he has major food poisoning. He can't come. But he makes this joke like, oh, you know, you could just like if we had more time, we could just build you a boyfriend. And so she does this this channeled Kimberly Lemmings so hard. She was me in that moment uh-huh. because this woman, first of all, real quick, one of my favorite things in books is the first line. The first line in this book is just shit balls. Shit balls. As she reading <laughs> the wedding invitation. And so then to think about her problems some more, what does she do? Does she grab like six bottles of wine and just get hammered? You're goddamn right she does. Does she get wine drunk and pump out genius? Yes. In fact, yeah. that's exactly oh, what she does. Stella, do it. <laughs> like, actually, why wouldn't I build a fake boyfriend? I'm a goddamn science that's lady. Right. I can do anything. <laughs> Don't need a person. Oh my God. So she like she like picks her, her face and her drool up off her notes in the morning and she's like, like, oh, God, that was a lot of bottles of wine. But then she sees, like, all these amazing equations and stuff for what she has wine drunk dubbed Robo Rob. <laughs> and she's like, you know what? I think I got to say fuck it and lean in. And so she goes to the robotics lab and she spends her entire Friday building a robot boyfriend. She does it with some... I'm glad this is going to a sexy place because it really seems like the kind of thing... Like, I've read some of the horror theories recently about, like, AI getting too advanced oh, yeah. and they're oh, going to destroy back. us all. Oh, so. it comes it back. come back. <laughs> but in, like, a in like a creepily benevolent way. <laughs> okay. Oh, <that> kind <laughs> of way. All right. I'm derailing it's us. So okay, good. she goes to the lab. <sighs> so she builds this robot boyfriend and she, like, she, like, just trips and falls and accidentally makes him super fucking hot and she's just like whoopsie how did that happen i don't know i don't i don't know i'm just that smart yeah and so then she inputs a bunch of like non-fiction stuff and she boots him up and he's like hello the the square root of four is a oh, number wait. that melody doesn't know there we go come on let me let me read you the the first thing he says because i wrote it down yes. so she uploads like some football for her dad and some flowers and recipes for her mom and his first words are hello how about them cowboys? What a lovely day. What is your favorite cookie recipe? I like smoked turkey. Wild roses have pop five petals and five sepals. The Packers are leading in the NFC North with the Vikings in a close second. I would like a mint julep. Please and thank you. This feels like me trying to socialize right now. I mean, I hear I've like you. forgotten how to people and I'll just like come out with shit. And I'm like, why did I say that? Nobody cares. Truly. Truly. So she's like, uh-oh, something has gone wrong. And so she call, she boots him down and she calls her BFF, who is still hugging the toilet. And she's <laughs> like, Brian, how do I, like, what do I do? How do I fix it? And he was like, oh, did you only input, like, nonfiction stuff? And she was like, yes, that's exactly what I did. And he's like, oh, no, you got to get some pop culture in there. And, like, if you want him to be romantic, like, pop some romance novels in there. And she's like, oh, my God, Brian, you're a fucking genius. He's like, yeah, because then he'll, like, have an idea of what narrative structure is and, like, dialogue and all the business. And then he'll, he might AI himself into a normal conversation. So she doesn't have time, remember. She has to leave for her sister's engagement party dinner in, like, mm, 25 minutes. So she just picks up her Kindle. She does do a plugaroo into a plugaroo. And she just uploads the whole ass thing into him. You want to guess what's on there? Do you do you want to know, Jenny? I'm guessing. Is it my reading? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. It just might be. <laughs> He's a real dirty robot. Now. He's a real dirty robot. And she does have a lot of daddy erotica on there. A lot of spankings. Yes. A lot of, oh, yeah. you, better, you better not say those cuss words. It's, it's a lot. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So he wakes up and he's just like, hello. And suddenly he's got like this gravelly hot voice and like a bit of an accent. Yeah, he does. And he's just like, he's just like, yeah, you can, you can call me whatever you want, but you know, you're going to call me daddy. (laughs) She's like, I'm uncomfortable with that. And I feel like, no. So they have this back and forth in which he's like, no, naughty little girls get put over my knee. And she's like, no, you're a robot who's going to do what I want because I made you period the end. Or you can go into that like trash shoot and he's like all right i feel like we can like basically come to a compromise so he does tell her that she's gonna call him daddy and then he's also like she's also like you don't even like you can't say sexy things to me because you can't do anything about the sexiness and he's like yeah i noticed that you didn't give me any downstairs parts which i think is <gasps> bullshit and oh, she's like real yeah, mad about that lack you're of not equipped <laughs> Okay. And so she lays down the law and she's just like, no, I fucking created you because I need you to go to this wedding and be the perfect (laughs) fucking boyfriend and like woo my mom and impress my dad and make my ex jealous and also probably maybe even make my betraying little sister jealous. Okay. Like that's what I need you to do. And you're going to do it or I'm going to end you. And he's like, "Hmm, I mean, all right, I think I can roll with the punches for a little while. So they get in the car and they start driving and she boots him down for a bit and then she like gets him clothes because he doesn't have any clothes to wear to like the wedding or anything. And she pulls over to a rest stop. She gets changed and then she's sitting in the driver's seat and she like boots him back up and he looks over at her and he's like, little girl, you don't have your seatbelt on. That is unacceptable. It is against the law. (laughs) And that gets a spanking. And she's like, wait, wait, wait. I don't even want to, like, entertain this with you. But fuck me. We're stopped. I just changed my clothes. Like, I am fine without my seatbelt on. And I also don't have to rationalize myself to you. She's just like, okay. So she gives him the clothes. And he's like, can I get a little privacy, please? She's and she's like, like, you don't even have a penis. What do you need privacy right? for? God. So she gets out and at Target, she was doing a bit of a, a stress anxiety. And she looked across the counter and she's like, I've only had a cigarette once in my life. But like, this seems like a time to just try it again, see what happens. So she's out there smoking. He gets out of the car. He's all dressed in like, you know, his crisp new clothes, oh. hot AF. He closes, he like slams the door in this like kind of terse way. I don't know how you do that, but he did. And then he walks around the thing. He takes the cigarette out of her mouth and he he stomps on it. And then he says, my little girl does not smoke. Like, you have a lot of rules for me. And now I'm going to lay down some rules for you. Give me the pack. And so she's like, and she gives him the pack and he goes and throws it away. And then she's like, it's so weird because he, like, looks around to see if there's oh, yeah. anybody else at the rest you gotta area. Check. You got to check for what's next. Yeah. And he's like. He's he's like looking around and she's like, weird move, robot, but okay. And so he comes back and he's like, here are the rules. One, no smoking. Two, like you can be the boss from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. or like whenever we're around your family. But in the other 12 hours, I'm the fucking boss. And like, you're going to call me daddy. And she's like, not fucking likely. 
And then uh, I don't remember. Was there another rule, Kim? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's when it? she says no fucking likely, and he says, "Polite little girls also don't use cuss words." I would be fucked. <laughs> We'd all oh, be yeah. fucked. Let's be honest. Yeah. So then he does check one more time to see if there are passersby, and he does bend her over that car, and he puts her, her hands behind her back. She he does pin those hands, pins them real good. The premise of this is so good. It's so good. (laughs) Like you fed AI the romance that we read. It's like this is like what I want men to figure out that like they could be reading the guidebook if they would fucking stop criticizing it it and just read it. Yeah, it's there. Uh huh. Yeah. And so she is trying to be like, no, I hate it. No, please stop. But all the while, you know, she's getting real wet and she kind of hates herself for it because she's at the beginning stages of the little girl journey. <laughs> you can't admit to that right away. She's like, my panties are not wet, sir. Get yeah. off of me. How dare you? <laughs> I am not a brat. <laughs> she's going to act real bratty. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so he like he spanks her and he's like, I know that you probably did that for stress relief, but spanking also releases endorphins. Smack, 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 mm. like rub, rub, rub. And he's like, so because I'm your daddy, daddies take care of everything. And the next time you're stressed, you come to me and I will help you with it. This is just one of the ways I will do that. Smack, smack. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's so delicious. <laughs> So then he's like, I can't. I know. This is fucking bonkers. I know. <laughs> and he's like, are you ready to go get in the car and go to your sister's engagement party? Do you think that that is something that you can do now? And she's like, oh, actually, yes. <laughs> I can. <laughs> so they get into the car and they drive to this engagement party. It's at a restaurant. And she's like. Thank fuck I don't have to, like, introduce him to my mom. I can just, like, scuttle over to a table and nobody will notice us. But, of course, people immediately just start shouting, Oh, my God, it's Stella! I'm so glad you came. I didn't know you would come. What with you being his ex? That's verbatim. (laughs) Oh, okay. About that. The mom legit comes over and was just like, Oh, yeah, you know, it's it's so good to see you. I haven't seen you since, you know, you broke up with Kyle and he immediately started fucking your sister. Do you remember that? Do you remember when you broke up with your boyfriend of six years and he immediately, like, day two, starts fucking your sister in the middle of this restaurant? I'm just like, Jesus no it's incredible and so he does a big charm on her he like does he takes the hand and he's like i see where stella gets her good looks and then she's like stella come over and sit by me like you can sit at the table with your sister lizzie and your ex fuck face kyle Kyle. that's same same right and um (laughs) and she's like oh no mom i'm just gonna like sit over here and the mom is insisting she's like i never Mm. get to see you i really want to spend time with you blah 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 and he steps in and he's like actually you know what mrs whatever your name is on friday like we've both had really long weeks and on fridays normally what we like to do together is just like curl up at home in our coziest jammas (laughs) and like have some wine and really just decompress together and so before we do anything else i really just want to take her over to the bar and have some centering us time and then we'll come and join everyone later are you like is that okay with you that was my plan but (laughs) if it only if it's okay with you and the mom's like oh of course take her wherever you and so she's standing there being like oh my god he's perfect i did it like 
I didn't ask him to step in for me. And he just did. Like, he just knew. So then he's, like, charming all the the old biddies, you know, like the grandmas and the aunts and everyone. And Kyle and Lizzie come over. And it's my favorite. Oh, Kyle comes over. The first thing he says is, I'm the ex. And then Lizzie pops him in the side. And he's like, I mean, the groom. <laughs> the groom. That's what I am. And he goes, like, cold suddenly. And he looks over and he's like, so this is the ex. But he's not talking to anybody else. He's talking to Stella. And she's like, she's like, yep, that's him. And he's like, and this is the little sister. And she's like, mm-hmm. Also true. <laughs> and so he, he turns back to them and he like gives him like the weakest, limpest handshake. Oh, it's possible. a limp fish handshake. It's nothing. It's disgust, is what it is. Disgust. Like, I don't insult. really want to touch you, but Mm-mm. this is pre-COVID times when I don't have an excuse to say, fuck you. <laughs> I'm not touching you. So then like he manages to like verbally just like put this guy down in different ways. And um, she's loving it. And then he's just like, oh, sweetie, didn't you say something about having like a really, you know, early morning and stuff to still finish up and blah, blah, blah. Because you're a science lady. You have lots of work. Yeah. And he looks yeah, at the whole. You're very busy and important. He looks at the whole group and he's like, it's so hard being like the partner of such a genius. <gasps> like I just, I, you know, supporting her is one of my favorite things. So I'm going to get her back to the room. We will all see you later. Of course, at the wedding too. He's just like the star of the show. So now more things happen with family. Oh, they go dress shopping. Oh, wait. No, there was something before that. Was quick. there? Yes. Okay. So the next morning, before they go dress shopping, he's trying to get some good morning kisses. He's all up on her. And the little sister barges into the room like, hey. And he sees him on top of her and he's like, oh, sorry. And he goes, yeah, you should be. Why would you not knock? Like, that's very rude of you. And then just like chastises the crap out of the little sister. And she's like, oh, oh. fine. And then she's just like, I might be in love with you. Yeah. She's like, nobody <laughs> talks to Lizzie like that because Lizzie, like entitled little brat that she is, she's still standing at the door being like, oh, am I interrupting something? She's and like, instead yeah, of yeah, like are. hopping off of her, he's like, yeah, you are. So why don't you go down to breakfast and we will come when we are finished here. I cannot handle how obsessed with this premise I am. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's perfection. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Holy shit. So she does give daddy some sugar after that, as he asked her for. How would you not? I mean, like, yeah, yeah. So then they go down to breakfast and then they're going to go dress shopping. And so the guys are like, oh, don't you want to just like stay here with the boys or whatever? And he's like, oh, no, I'm, I've got stuff to get at the mall. And, you know, I want to be there to make sure she gets home or whatever. But it's just because she doesn't want the family spending too much time with him because she thinks that yeah. he is too perfect and like the facade will crumble at some point, you know? Hmm. So in the car on the way there, he's like, so what am I supposed to do at a mall? I can't eat. I don't like, I, I know all the things because if you're fucking Kindle, like, I don't know what to do. And so she's like, here, um, here's some money. Just, like, walk around, maybe, like, find something fun for somebody, a little gift or whatever. And he gets this, like, twinkle in his eye. And she's like, I don't know what that means, but I also do not have the bandwidth for it. <laughs> so <laughs> she parks the car and they go inside. 
And she has, like, the whole dress situation. And there's, like, all the ladies from back home who are, you know, her younger sister's age. And one of them, her name is, like, Cinda Jean or something. I think that might be just a lady who I knew from high school. Who was <laughs> yeah, very I don't think that was her nice. name, but I don't remember. I feel like it started with a C. Anyway, Cinda Jean was the best. Anyway, so... She is like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. Like, aren't you so happy for Lizzie? Like, I, uh, she's such an old maid. I thought it might never happen for her. And then she looks at her much older sister and is like, she's like, although she didn't really have a choice, did she? And the sister's like, and so she walks in and Lizzie, her little sister, is like in a dress and she overhears this and she looks at you know, whatever her name is. And she's like, she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I was going to tell her. And so Stella goes, are you pregnant? Are you serious? You're pregnant? She is pregnant with her ex's baby. And again, they've only been dating for seven months. Uh Oh, so Stella pulls it together in a manner that I was very impressed with. And she actually manages to be a really good sister because since she got back, she's been like, oh, my God, Kyle is such a toolbox. He's basically like a DeWalt factory. It's serious, the (laughs) toolboxery of this man. And, like, she doesn't know what she saw in him. And consequently, she doesn't know what Lizzie saw in him, like, sees currently in him. And so she puts on her big sister pants and she's like, sweetie. I just want to make sure that you're not marrying him solely because of the baby. And Lizzie's like, no, I know it's really weird, but like, I've honestly had a crush on Kyle for years and I just couldn't say anything because he was yours. But now we're really happy and I'm really excited about the baby and all the business. And so she's like, "Okay, well, then I'm definitely happy for you, too. And it's a really sweet, like, supportive moment that I appreciated. because Which I up could until... not have been. No. <laughs> yeah. And up until this point, she's been kind of a shit face about her sister. <laughs> like, like, it's really been, like, you know, my little sister's the worst and, like, I need to make her jealous and, you know, whatever. Mm. So, okay. So now it's it's over. They're done. She's over it because her sister's a bit of a bridezilla. And she notices that Rob is out in, like, the waiting area of the boutique. Mm-hmm. And so she goes out there and she's like, you know, oh, I just I just need you to do this. Order that one. Boom. Done. I can't anymore. And then for some reason, she does say shit. So when she goes out to the waiting room, he, like, pulls her by her waist, like, back up against him. And he's like, <gasps> little girl, don't think I didn't hear that curse word of course he heard and (sighs) don't think you're getting out of a punishment just because we're in public it only delays it basically and so she's like and she's like trying to get away from him but he will not like get her out of his vice grip and because again he is a super strong robot he's metal hot (laughs) yeah (laughs) he's heavy as fuck (laughs) (laughs) so then she's like you know just flustered and walking back to the car and he grabs her by the wrist just as she's about to step off the curb and this car like goes whizzing by in the parking lot and he's like just almost beams her yeah and he's like if you're not going to keep yourself safe then your daddy has to keep you safe and like this is not the way we behave in public so he takes her out to the car 
he does buckle her in. He always buckles her in from now on. He opens and closes all of her doors and literally buckles her in before he goes and gets in the driver's seat. (laughs) And she's like, wait, wait, hold the phone. And he's like, no, 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 no. I can drive. Don't worry about it. I got this. I downloaded the manual. It's fine. Robot brain. My internal GPS. I got it on lock. So he drives her home and he's like, when we get home, you're getting the spanking of a lifetime and I'm washing your mouth out with soap and you're going to stand in the corner (sighs) until you know what you've done. And she, so when she gets home, she wants to like immediately get him upstairs because her plan is to like Jedi mind trick him into letting her turn him off and then she's going to take out all the offending literature and reprogram (laughs) him so that he doesn't act like this anymore. Even though every time he does, she's like internally warring with herself, being like, I mm-hmm. like it. No, I couldn't possibly like it. I don't want to like this, but God damn it. Gah. I might just swear on purpose. Gah. For real. <laughs> We've all been there, Stella. It's okay. It's true. It's true. So her mom instead grabs her and like needs to have like a chat or, you know, a bond or whatever. It doesn't matter. And then later on, she grabs him and takes him upstairs. And he's like, oh, you cannot wait to get me upstairs. This is incredible. Like, I knew you were waiting for it, blah, blah, blah. And so she's like, I don't have as much time before dinner, but I have enough time. And so she like gets up on him and then she plunk like powers him down. And she does. She goes in there. She takes out the shit. And she's like, this is going to fix it. I'm so excited. But you know what? I kind of need a break for dinner anyway. So I'm just going to leave him off. And then in the morning, I'll wake him back up again. And we'll start our new weekend. You know, it'll be it'll be great. But then what happens, Kim? Oh, my God. This is my favorite part. So she goes down to dinner and it's like, oh, where's Rob? Where is he? And she's like, oh, he needed a nap. And all of a sudden he comes down just like, Stella, mm. I thought you were going to wake me up before dinner. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> because the robots oh. are taking over and they are after that Punani Dasani. <laughs> Why is it so bad? Because <laughs> she may have reprogrammed him, but did she take away his memories? She did not. She didn't. So he goes back into that fucking Kindle and just re-uploads it. (laughs) Oh. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. He's like, you can take it away from me, but I still have the power because I'm your daddy. And like her dad overhears him being like, the punishment gets worse now. And the dad just like gives this shit eating grin and like winks at her like, oh, my God, it seems like you've got a good one. And she's like, I want to die. <laughs> and then the happy couple does tell everyone about the pregnancy. Mom and dad are like shocked and a little pissed. But like everybody knows they're going to get on board. And the sister is like kind enough to apologize for like, you know, going against their wishes, like doing things in an order they disagree with, like whatever. So then, Jenny, it's time to go back mm-hmm. upstairs. And it is. Uh huh. And so he spanks the ever loving fuck Hold out on. of her. Wait, tell Hold me on. everything. You missed something. Tell me. Because he did buy something at the mall. Oh. Yeah, I've been, I've been waiting yeah, for I this. Yeah. 
So he went to Spencer's and got the biggest human-like dildo he could get his hands on, <gasps> then does also buy a blowtorch. And while she's in the bathroom, tries to solder it onto himself and only gets like halfway done. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? You He's just like, I right just now. want a penis. I just want to be a real boy. I want a penis. You didn't give me one. <laughs> I got one myself. She's like, where did you get that? And he's like, Spencer's. And I had a flashback <laughs> to like, does Spencer's even still exist? Is this like a dating ourselves thing? I think it does yes, exist. I haven't been to a mall in so long. Neither have that I. I don't know if the youngs. Yeah, like, I don't know. Know what. I don't know Tell if us, it like, could possibly be even a shadow of its former self. You know what I mean? Like, oh, God, yeah, like glorious. The, the glory days of Spencer's. <laughs> oh, Spencer's is open. And Hooray. Like okay. For me. Okay. Well, now I know. I don't go to malls or outside. But oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> I cannot wait for you to come home with your fishnet stockings and your weed T-shirt. And um, you're just going to have the best time. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. That's where I have to get all my new wigs from now on. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> okay. So... Then he's like, he puts his pants back on and he puts her over his lap. And she's like, oh my gosh, I, I don't feel like the giant cock that you did just put on yourself. And he's like, oh, it's inflatable. I didn't want to embarrass you by always like walking around with a, a turgid boner. <laughs> I wasn't going to do that to you. <laughs> so then he does spank so the ever living fuck out of her. Oh, yeah. And then. He washes her mouth out with soap. He makes her stand in the corner with a bar of soap in her mouth. And I did discover an actual hard limit. Yeah, me too. I did not mm. care for that at all. Yeah. I was like, have you tried it, though? I mean, as a child, because I threw something down the stairs, but. I, I've just gotten cause... soap accidentally in my mouth. And it was such a horrifyingly, <laughs> like, angering experience that mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's like spanking where it's so bad that I actually, you know, get a little wet. It, like, gets in this weird place in your brain and, like, opens up possibilities. I'm just Okay, saying. maybe it's not a hard limit, Jenny. God, you can talk me into anything. So <laughs> she gets in the corner and then he's like, because you took your punishment so well, you're going to get a reward. She's like, well, I don't know what you could possibly do. And he's like, he does a, he does a movie quote, Kim, and you're so much better at this than I am. Doesn't he, doesn't he do, like, a, we do a... We do a, a this. Oh, yes. Monty Python. After the yes. spanking comes the oral sex. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I'm not sucking your inflatable cock. He's and he's like, like said no, it was me. sit down, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes down on her like a champion. And she finds out that his tongue has more functions than she programmed it for. Okay. Because again, <laughs> he did download a bunch of Kindles and is basically using that as a robot manual. So how would he get it wrong? How, how? would he ever get it wrong? How could he? He has been reading Katie Robert <laughs> and he is ready. Uh, he... Uh, he was he was made for this, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so that happens. Then she's like, oh, my God, I let a robot go down on me. And she's really like warring with herself and him throughout this whole thing because he's very like, I'm the perfect boyfriend. And she's like, no, like smacking herself, being like, he is a robot. And then she'll remind him, like, you're a robot and we don't have enough time. Like, we don't have time. This is a you're a robot. This isn't mm -hmm. real. <laughs> they get into a big, big fight about it. And this is right before they're about to head back home. And so he's very salty. He does not like that she keeps calling him a robot. So 
when they're coming to leave, he's been charming her parents this whole time, but he's so pissed off right before they leave. He turns to her mom. It's just like, you are so gorgeous. Even with like your morning hair and all that, you are just giving me a semi and then just fucking leaves. Just tells her mom. He has a boner and fucks off. She's like, so you son of a bitch. Why? It's amazing. So first of all, he does that. And it's like, it's like a line from American wedding. And she's like, nobody else knows that that's a movie quote. Fuck. And then as she's leaving, he's like, he's like, what, darling, would you rather that I tell your mom she looks like a hamster and that your dad tell your dad that he smells like elderberries? And she's like, God damn it. Why why did he do all the Monty Python? Why did I put that in him? (laughs) He's perfect. I know. So they get back in the car and she's like, what the actual fuck was that? You were doing so fucking well. And he's like, I don't know. Maybe I was a little bit upset that you keep on reminding me that I'm a hunk of fucking trash and you can throw me out at any moment if you're not pleased with me. Like, fuck you. And she's like, that's fair. God damn it. Oh, no. <laughs> so by the time they get back home, she's like, I can't. This was this was overwhelming. This was a lot. Like, I'm just going to power you down and I will see you at the wedding. So she powers him down and she, like, puts him in a closet. She might, like, make him walk into the closet and then oh, yeah. power him it's down. It's a whole derogatory <laughs> thing. It's just, like, Yeeps. get in that closet. Yeah. <laughs> so then... She has one of the most adorable BFF conversations I've ever seen on the page in a romance novel because they're back at the lab and Brian is like, how did it go? Like, this is... Tell me everything. You did a a, a world-changing thing this weekend. Tell me about it. And she's like, Brian, I just can't. I just can't. And then finally, she's she's thinking to herself and she's like, honestly, I do need to tell someone. <laughs> <laughs> might as well be Brian. So she's like, you need to turn around. You cannot look at me. You cannot laugh. You cannot stop to ask me questions. You cannot do anything like that. And I will tell you. And so she stands back to back with him <laughs> and proceeds to tell him everything. And the very last tidbit she gets in there is that he did go down on her with his hot robot, robot tongue. Yep. And... He's, like, beside himself. He's, like, obviously he's cackling up a storm. But then he's, like, no, but really, I can understand why you're, like, conflicted (laughs) and confused. (laughs) And, like, you weren't prepared for what happened, I guess. So... She's basically, like, I'm gonna... I'm gonna leave him turned off, and then I'm just gonna turn him on for the wedding, and that's it. But then she goes home. Oh, wait. Before that... He keeps being like, well, if you do need human companionship, there is my cousin Bobby that I keep wanting to set you up with. And she's like, I swear to God, shut up about Bobby. I don't care about Bobby. I don't want to hear his name again. Mm -hmm. Shut up. So then she goes home and she gets wasted again. Mm. Just just Mm. knee deep in the wine, watching Monty (laughs) Python. you wouldn't wake the Cunnilingus robot up? Well, We'll what do you think? (laughs) I mean, I would wake the Cunnilingus robot up. So she's trying to watch Monty Python and enjoy herself. And she's like, God damn it. Everything's making me think of Rob. I'm so lonely and drunk. I don't know what to do. So then she does just angry stomp, stomp over to that closet. And she's like, what did you do to me? I used to be fine being alone. You little, oh, and then just slams that off button on. And then the cutest thing happens because he wakes up and goes, oh, hello. How long did you last without me? And she's like, oh, not even 48 hours. (laughs) 
It's so cute. It's so cute. So now, like, they're basically going to live together for a minute. She keeps on telling herself that she's going to turn him off. And the next day, he's like, no, no, no. Here, here's my here's my deal that I have for you. You liked my last deal. Here's my deal that I'm offering now. You go to work and I will cook dinner. Do just upload a, a cookbook in my brain and give me some money for groceries. And then you go and I'm going to have a beautiful dinner ready for you. And then you, if you come home and you have a, a hot dinner waiting for you and you still want to turn me off, then you can. But, like, you need to give me a chance. <laughs> this is so hot. He wants a chance. He just wants to take care of her. <laughs> so she goes to work and then she comes home. She tells Brian that she did turn on the robot. And he's like, dude. Ah, like, dude. <laughs> Stop doing that. I, I don't know if I can save you from yourself at this point. <laughs> so she comes home and, like. There is smoke. There is there is charred smell. There is the the kitchen is an absolute wreck. Like every one of her dishes is out. There's flour everywhere for no discernible reason. And he's over there, but the breakfast nook is like beautiful and pristine. You and went it's got above candles. and beyond. <laughs> Just flowers, <laughs> a perfectly laid out meal. He's like arranged it with some feng shui. He's just really going off on this he's breakfast. Now, completely ignored everything else. <laughs> he turns around and he's like, oh no, is it 5.30? I was going to clean up before you came home. Oh no. And she's like, were you going to blowtorch everything? Because how the yeah. hell are you going to clean this up? <laughs> so he's like, listen, I did learn one of my limitations today. Turns out cooking is hard. And, but thank I, you. Right? Thanks. Thanks for acknowledging that. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Michael does roughly 90% of the cooking in this house because it's hard. <sighs> yeah. So, okay. So then he's like, but I can order like a champ. So I got you the best Italian food from like the newest thing I, that I found on Yelp. And like, I did it. So they have this great night. And they like, they like curl up together. What happens, Kim? Oh, it's just so cute. They just have like a nice sweet night together. And she goes, oh, no, I am falling in love with this robot. This isn't right. Mm-hmm. Crap. Mm-hmm. And so then the next day, he's just like, oh, my God, I'm going to come to work with you. It's going to be great. And she's like, OK, listen, God damn it. You need to be on your best behavior. No funny business. He's like, yeah, I just get to watch my little Einstein work because he calls her little Einstein. And it's very cute. It's very adorable. It's so cute. And they do trance over to that workplace. And he immediately starts kissing up on her in the lab. She's like, I said, no, none of this. He's just like, no one's here. We can kiss. Like, so then <laughs> said, Brian doesn't get here for 15 minutes. And then they do a makeout that is so hot. I got uncomfortable. Me, Melody. <laughs> because in her internal monologue, she's like, yeah, Brian's going to be here in like 10 minutes or something. And then somebody jiggles the doorknob. Her shirt is off. His shirt is off. How? How could you? How? How did you lose your mind that much, ma'am? You because knew he was coming. Who has all the secrets. <laughs> I mean, she does say he's a good kisser. So she's like, don't move. I'm going to go talk to Brian and like, you know, figure it out. So she goes and she talks to Brian for like, what would you say, Kim? Three and a half minutes? Yeah, not even five minutes. And in that 
time span, he does something very interesting. Mm. He does something book changing. Oh, he does something very book changing because they do walk into that room to him just admiring his new, completely functional with extra parts penis. And so then Brian's just like, yo. And so he goes, oh, hey, man, you know, I'm just swinging it around, enjoying my new dick. He's very (laughs) open to Brian about how proud he is of his brand new penis. Yeah. He's just like, I gotta, I gotta like bask in my masculinity for a minute. And he's like smacking it from one thigh to another. (laughs) It's nonsense. (laughs) It's wonderful. So then she's like, what the fuck, dude? I left you alone. And he's like, you weren't going to give me a penis. So like (laughs) I had to do it for both of us. Jesus. And they spend the whole day working. He behaves himself for the rest of the day. They go home and he's like, I'm going to put the moves on you now. And she's and it says some of this some of this writing is so good. I'm going to find the passage. Hold on. Okay. Her inner monologue is always so hilariously perfect. So Hmm. one of them is, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This sex scene. Oh, my God. It's a lot. It goes. It goes and goes. It's it's so much. Okay. (laughs) So he's like, now we're going to we've got something bigger than like the curse word you said today to deal with. And she thinks that that she's gotten off scot-free because of that. But instead, he puts her onto his lap and he's like, she's like, wait, I thought you said that we're not that we're not doing that. And he's like, no, 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 I said that we had bigger things to talk about. And he says, he says, you tried to emasculate me. He spoke as, he, as, the, as the slaps came quicker and he and he lingered less. It was still nice. I can't emasculate you, I said, rolling my eyes. You're not a man. You are a robot. And then he goes, I am a robotic male, um, which I really liked. And then as there, so he says, so he's like putting the moves on her and she's in her inner monologue and she's like, one upside to having sex with a robot dick? No sticky cum mess to clean up after and I don't have to worry about mm-hmm. getting pregnant. Great. Now I'm justifying it. Mm-hmm. Just admit you're going to fuck your build a boyfriend and own it. And wait, she says, just admit you're going to build, you're going to fuck your build a boyfriend and own it. And then she goes, I'm going to fuck a robot. A little bit louder for the ones in the back. I'm going to fuck a robot. Oh, Lordy, I'm going to fuck a robot. I said it out loud this time and Rob smiled, leaning over me to cover my body with his. Yes, little Einstein. Yes, you are. That's my favorite yeah. passage. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and then she starts saying things in her inner monologue like, this is my daddy. This is my robot daddy. <laughs> it's so good. And then he goes, I'm going to penetrate you now, little one. I'm going to thrust my cock into your sweet hole. And then I'm going to fuck you so hard and so thoroughly, you'll forget what a real dick is good for. You'll be ruined for men and their soft, limp, non-multifunctional dicks from now until the end of time. Oh, and boy, is it multifunctional. <laughs> There's a lot of functions on that penis. <laughs> Please tell us all the functions, Kim. <laughs> okay, so first of all, of course, as you would guess, it vibrates, it thrusts. He doesn't even have to fucking move. It just does it for him. And you know what happens when you're overheated and you just think, oh, gosh, you know, we just need to take I a can't go anymore. Off. It has a cooling feature. He's so going to bring down your internal core temperature so he can fuck you more. <laughs> and then it also heats up when you're too cold. It just... <laughs> It jiggles around. Wow. It can but turn wait. on. It can find yeah. her car keys. Like literally finds her car keys. Can it stimulate a clitoris or does yes! it? Yes, because there's a oh. button for that. 
So he's like, he's got these beep boops on his wrist that you can't see. They're like freckles, apparently. And then he, she's like, oh, my God, that was, oh. And he's like, you just wait. And so he goes down there and he like pops a, a little door and out comes this vibrating rabbit boy just yes. waiting to get on that clit. And so then he fucks her with thrusts. And then she's like, what else is going on over here after that orgasm? And she she hits like a different button that she can't even see. And it starts, it starts like twisting and it's got like little nodules on it that's like ribbed for her pleasure. Um, <laughs> and then so after all of this, so funny, she's like, okay, but seriously, does it do anything else? And he gets a little sheepish and he's like, it can find your car keys. <laughs> She's like, what? And he hits a button and he starts going, wee you, wee you, like over in his bag. And she was like, what the fuck is that even supposed to do? Like, how did that happen? And he goes, where is it? He says, it was supposed to be a G-spot finder, but I was in a hurry and used the voice to text function to complete the programming. But my biggest question about this whole scenario is that why was there a G-spot or why was there a rabbit and all that in her lab? What was in there? Because he was alone for three minutes. Listen, you can't look too hard at the time in which this robot is built. You can't look at the products that were there. You, you just gotta, yep, you gotta jazz hands away. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we're jazz hands away. Just look over here. Just look over here. That's the bonkers part for me. It's just like, oh, of oh, course yeah. he made all these oh, yeah. functions. Because you, you obviously just have those in a It is robotic lab. technology. You had it there. It's the nanite, of course. <laughs> it's so good. Fine. So then we like sort of fast forward a little bit. They're in a relationship for a while and she's like, she's, she loves him. And so she accidentally one day on her way out, she's like, you know, hopping and putting on her shoes, trying to get out the door because he has woken up and just dicked her immediately. Mm -hmm. And she's super into it, obviously. And so she's like, okay, bye. Love you. And leaves. And she's like, oh, fuck. I said, I love you. I don't know what I'm, oh no. And apparently he heard that. And so he he like has the table set when she comes home and she has a really she's had a really fucked day. So she just like ignores him and goes and takes a bath. And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm not hungry. I'm just going to go bathe. So then she wakes up in like a cold bath and he's like, hey, seems like you had a really hard day and you fall asleep in the bath. And like, I think the water might be cold. And she's like, yeah, it is. So he's like, all right, baby girl, come here and like picks her up and dries her off and takes her to bed and snuggles her. And they have like this like really beautiful little night where he just like comforts her. And then she wakes up in the morning and she like looks over to be like, you know, oh, good morning or whatever. And she sees that he's powered down. And so she's like, oh, okay, he must have figured out that his battery was fucked. And so he powered himself down to charge. But then she tries to turn him on, nothing. And she's like, okay, that's weird. I'll charge him. I'll go take a shower. And when I come back, he will have enough power. And like the little apple will be on the screen. You know what I mean? And he, she does that. He doesn't turn on. Nothing. He's deadsies. Oh, no. Nothing. Nothing town. 
And so she's like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. And she's trying to, like, fix him, but she doesn't have all the equipment. So she's like, fuck it. And she goes and gets her office chair. She puts her, like, 200-pound limp robotic boyfriend into this chair and then, like, basically, like, dead body maneuvers him into her car. (laughs) It's Weekend at Bernie's. She's just dragging his lifeless body around. Yeah. (laughs) So they get to the lab and she's like, Brian, you have to help me. He's not turning on and I don't know why. And then it flashes forward about seven hours later, and he's still not turning on. And Brian's like, we've tried everything. Like, you and I have tried everything, and you're the best scientist I've ever met in my life. Like, if you can't figure it out, it's just not going to happen. I have to go home. I'm tired as fuck. And she's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go home. I'm just going to try one more thing, and then I'll be right there. I'll go home, too. (laughs) This is Friday, but mind you. So it's Friday night. He 7 o'clock back, on Friday. Yeah, he comes back Monday. She's still there, has not slept, mm. has not bathed, mm. none of that. It's a bad time. She's in a bad way to get this robot boyfriend back. No. It's yikes town is what it is. And so he's just like, holy fuck, this is way worse than I thought it was. Like, we gotta, okay, I will figure it out. You go home, you get yourself showered and changed and, like, turn into a human again, and then we, we'll figure it out so when she comes back she looks in there and rob is sitting up on the side of the bed and he's like she comes over she's like oh my god you say you fixed him you saved him she throws herself into his arms and he's like i i did this to myself i made it so that i wouldn't turn back on anymore because like brian's right you need a real future and i can't give you a real future like you like you deserve a husband you deserve kids you deserve all of the things that i i i know you want you know i disagree i will happily die with my robot husband how dare you make that decision for me i mean there was that right so she so now it gets it goes to an extra different level of bonkers because she just has this full on meltdown at work. She is at the lab still. She's like literally falling to her knees and sobbing and being like, Rob, don't leave me. I'm nothing without you. <laughs> and he's very <laughs> like, I'm this is the best thing because I, I love you so much that I want you to have, like, a future, and I can't do that for you. And so I need you to promise me that you're going to move on or whatever. And Brian's like, I mean, I really do think you should, like, talk to my cousin Bobby. Like, this guy really yeah, really like, reminds he, me of Bobby. looks like Bobby. He acts God. like Bobby. Just keep a fucking Bobby. I've been, I've been yeah. talking him up this whole book. I've been I've been talking about him so much that Melody did forget about. <laughs> but like like this been happening the whole time. She's just like fuck you and fuck you and everybody fuck Bobby. Like don't And then Rob is like, "I love you. This has to be over now." And he's like, "Promise me. Promise me that you're going to move on." And she goes, "Eventually." <laughs> and Brian is holding her against his chest as she's sobbing. And then this robot does one of the craziest things i've ever seen in a book he walks over to that garbage chute he puts his legs into it as if he's going to be a child going down a slide he looks at her and he's like never forget that i love you 
And then he breaches back and turns himself off as he goes shooting down the garbage chute to be compacted forever, never to be what? seen again. And this, okay. So what? I texted Melody saying, hey, <laughs> by the way, happening? I've created an alternate ending to this book because that pissed me off so much. I did throw my phone clear, clear across the room. my HEA? That, that's where, that's where I had to change a few things because listen. How? Okay, so she. How did she do an HEA? She still does. She still does. So basically, what happens? You better move quickly because <laughs> I'm about to freak the fuck what out. What happens in the book is that she goes on that mental breakdown. She's not showering. She's not eating. Whatever. And so then. She still needs to go to this damn wedding for whatever reason. And Bobby's like, oh, yeah, I'll go with you, you know, just to get you out of the house. Then, of course, Bobby, who just No, Brian Sorry. says. Brian. Yeah. Too many Brian's like, I will go with you. I'll be your date. Yeah. But then, of course, you know, he eats some more sushi. He cannot get his stomach game together. You just can't do it. So he's like, well, I'm sending my cousin Bobby over because, you know, you can just take him. And she's like, you motherfucker. Don't so, you make this decision for me. Like, you call him right now. It's like, ding dong. And he's like, you call him right now and you tell him to get off my porch. I'm not doing this. Like, get your ass over here, Brian. And he's like, no, I really think this is going to be the best. Like, I really think you should just go open the door, keep an open mind. And so she walks over to the door, opens it, and Rob is standing there. This guy looks exactly like Robo Rob, and she like does a big circle okay. around him. And he's like, if you're done eyeing me like a piece of meat, like I wonder if we could introduce ourselves properly. And she's like, okay, I'm Stella, and I guess you're Bobby. And he's like, oh no, nobody calls me Bobby. Only my cousin does that. And it's only because um, like, and I keep on asking him not to. You can call me Robert or Rob. Or you can call me daddy. Okay. And she's like, this is, this is where my alternate ending comes in. Because clearly what had happened was, it's like, well, you know what? I'm really jealous. I can't take a bath with her and things like that because I am a robot. So what I am going to do is kidnap this guy's cousin, do some massive plastic <gasps> surgery, and then just upload my consciousness <laughs> into this human. Because how else? How else I have a, would he look like that? I have a different conspiracy theory. Okay. okay my different us. conspiracy theory is that Brian has been, like, sort of in on this the whole time. I think that, because he walked in and he's like, oh my god, that robot looks so much like my cousin Bobby. And she used all the supplies that were handy in the lab. And so I think that he had been trying to get her to go out with Bobby for so long that he was just like, fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure Which out a way to make her build insane. Bobby. <laughs> Like, if that is what... <laughs> or he built her a replacement robot because maybe. he found out that she was, like, No, unhappy. maybe we find out that's not true. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay, though. No, go ahead. Does she stab him and he, like, bleeds? No, so... Is there more to the book? Is that it? That's mostly it. So then the epilogue is, like... Because all this time she's been, like, here's another pro to having a robot boyfriend. Like, he doesn't fart. He doesn't burp. He doesn't do, like, any... He doesn't snore. That's incredible. And she's like, you know, she every day she like lists how smart she is for having a robot boyfriend. And then now the epilogue starts with like, yeah, having a human boyfriend is different. Like Rob does <laughs> snore now. <laughs> Rob, like she she says he wakes up and like stretches and farts and then like smiles at her. And he's like, give daddy some sugar. And she's like, oh, God, he has morning breath. Robo Rob never had yeah, morning breath. Come on, have some decorum. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. So 
So like, but like they've been together for six months and they love it. She loves it because he can now bathe with her. Like he can take a shower with her. He can do a lot of things that RoboRob couldn't, obviously. And she's super happy. And like the last scene of the book is her, is him being like, I want to spend all day with you in bed. However, that's not how I designed today. We're going to go and we're going to start with a bath. And then, like, we're going to go do something else. And then I'm going to make a beautiful Italian dinner because this Rob can cook, too. And then we're going to talk about our future, basically. And she's like, oh, wow, he really did, like, make the perfect day. And she keeps on being like, and then between those things, we're going to have, like, hot monkey sex. And and he's like, no, we're not doing that. Then we're going to go do this thing. And then finally at the end, he's like, after dinner, there will be hot monkey sex. (laughs) Oh, and by the way, because he is a robot that just uploaded his consciousness onto a human, he still has that robot penis. He has it. It's canon. He's got the penis. (laughs) Okay. So in terms of a romance novel format, this is very... It breaks it. Non-traditional. It does break it. Like, yeah, I it loved is it. Because the the romantic arc is not actually with the person that she ends yeah. up with. He just, like, resembles that. Yeah, they just happen to be incredibly similar, including looks and But it was satisfying. Oh, I loved it. Once I changed the Apparently ending. Kim oh. didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine because I can pretend. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, like, here's the thing. I think that, like, one of the things that I think could be, like, sort of not retrograde, but like, um, you know, a little bit of like a throwback mentality that I think probably chafes on you, Kim, and probably chafes on a lot of other people reading it is like, it does sort of lean into the only way to have an HEA in a romance novel is with babies and with marriage, and with, like, you know, hmm. all the traditional things that women supposedly want. Which I right? don't. With a penis. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, like, I can completely see the HEA in which you're like, mm, no, I really love the fact that there's just, like, built-in protection. You just can't get me pregnant. That's incredible. <laughs> like, I never have to deal with wrinkles ever. No. You're just going to stay hot. You know, like you're always going to continue learning exactly what I want you to learn because I can just fucking upload it, you know. So on that level, I I completely hear you because of the way that mm. she built this character specifically. I was happy for I was happy for this ending. I understand it. I just changed yeah. it in my head. I'm not mad at Fair her. Fair enough. It's her book. It was a great <laughs> book. I loved it. I'm just going to change uh-huh. that a little bit in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> And I support that. I support that. Yeah. It also helps it. that. Who has aftercare? Uh, let's see. Gosh. I do. Um, I do have aftercare. Yes. And that is just fucking go for it. Because that's what I've been doing for the past year. And it's been surprisingly working. So Yay. whatever it is you want to do, fucking go for it. If you can. Don't sell your Love house it. and, I don't know, move to Japan. I don't know. Don't be that crazy. <laughs> but like within no, reason, unless, do it. Unless that is. Yeah. Unless that is going to work for you. <laughs> Plan. <laughs> I love Have it. Some kind of plan. I don't know that I've read or watched anything lately, except, boy, that Daniel Tiger about that storm. You know, <laughs> that was that was some aftercare for me today. It took care of me <laughs> in so many ways. <laughs> but for real, if your kid responds to like learning via songs, get on that Daniel Tiger, dude. 
It is ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But when she first started watching it, I thought it was really annoying mm. because, like, the voices are so soothing mm. and the parents are always so fucking oh, calm yeah. and, like, always have the right answer. And I'm like, that is not, not real how it happens. They are not frustrated. <laughs> they never sound frustrated. And I'm frustrated. Yeah. But, oh, my God, it works. She legitimately comes out with it. At the most random time, she just... And it's, like, in context, and it's the appropriate little jingle, yeah. and it's, Yeah, like, it's nuts. Like... She had to go to the bath. She had to, like, stop playing and go to the bathroom, and there was a jingle oh, for yeah. that the other day, where yeah, she's, if like... if you have to go, potty, stop, it. and go right away. Yeah. <laughs> we use that a right lot. Away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was, Don't like, thank you, Daniel Tiger. It's what that song means. <laughs> it made my three-year-old go to sleep in the middle of a storm, and that is fucking magic. Yeah. Nice. It is wizardry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Is that your aftercare um, too, Jenny? <laughs> I mean, it has done some work in my household, so I I could probably use it. But no, I I was reading something that I couldn't talk about last time that was like a sapphic romance between like a fairy uh-huh. queen and a mortal. Uh-huh. It was real hot, and I still can't pet. talk about it. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Um, Listener, I still haven't been able to read am, that, so that's what my life is like. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. yeah I'm just really, really. <laughs> that is true. And, um, but I, I do have another <gasps> one that I also can't talk that's about. Teasing us. The people might. It has like a demon, okay. and there's like a witch. Oh, okay, I like a demon and a and, witch. Uh, how much more can I say that? I don't know that there's anything else oh, I can say. I, I wonder if anybody knows what it is purely from Ooh, that. the demon and the witch pairing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because I do have it in my hot little hands. <laughs> that drives me crazy. <laughs> Listen, <sighs> listener, if you have an inkling, DM us and we might tell you. Yeah. I don't know. Probably yeah. not, though. I'm, I might confirm <laughs> them, not me. I have no idea that, that you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> and Kim has a new book that just Fuck came yeah. out. Yeah. And it's got another fucking doozy of a uh-huh. title. I remember you joking on Twitter. Like, okay. I'm just going to call so the next a story about one. That. So my first book, if, for those who haven't read it, is called That Time I Got Drunk and Saved a Demon. And there's a lot of like modern slang in there. And so I would get people messaging me like, I can't believe you used slang in a fantasy novel. Like, how could you do this? Everyone knows everyone spoke back then just like old style English, even it's though it is world. a fantasy world. You fuck. It's mine. It's, it has to be exactly. medieval. If it's I'm fantasy, like, dude, you didn't it's know. fantasy is fine. <laughs> so I get on Twitter and be like, for every complaint I get about me using slang in my fantasy novel, the closer I get to changing book two's title to that time I got drunk and yeeted a love potion at a werewolf. And it did get like 700 <laughs> comments and likes. It went everywhere. So I'm like, fuck it. Fine. That's book two's title. So that time I got drunk and yeeted a love potion at a werewolf. Just came out today. <laughs> Yeeted a love potion <laughs> at a werewolf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Makes me so happy. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, so you can check out that now. So and the good. next title oh. is That Time I Drugged a Dragon. Because why not? Yes. Because you can. Yes. Yeah. These are all things yeah. we want and need love in it. the world. <laughs> Yeah, we also have an episode about that time I got drunk and uh, saved a demon. Um, so you can yes, you can do. hear me gush in real time about how much I loved it. 
Yep. And Kim, where can they find you online? You can find me literally everywhere under just Kimberly Lemming. You can find my website, Facebook, Instagram. I'm really active on TikTok. I also have a newsletter. I don't update it as much as I should. So probably TikTok and Twitter, best places to find me. Love it. Love it. And we'll Love link it. all of that in the show notes. Definitely. Awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank okay. you for coming and hanging Thank you out with me. for bringing us... <laughs> Gifts of robot <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. This was super fun and honestly great because I was in a huge book slump. And this book snatched me right out of it. Just like grabbed me by the scruff of the neck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Remember, we will be back on June 16th with new episodes. But in the meantime, if you need more bonkers in your life, there is bonus content on the Temple of Defiant Joy website. And you could join on our website, bonkersromance.com temple. Now go enjoy your next bonkers read. And remember, as long as the orgasms are real, does it really matter if your partner isn't? <laughs>